Hey there, folks. Welcome to another episode of My Thoughts on Issues. I'm your host, Jason, of the Detsillian Mind. So, today I thought I would start a uh, multi-part um, discussion on some of the absurd GQP rhetoric or talking points. Uh, now, I call them the GQP because... I think that the party has become a party infested by conspiracy theories, primarily the QAnon conspiracy theory. So when I refer to the Republicans as the GQP, basically what I'm calling them is the Grand Conspiracy Party, conspiracy with a Q, because um, that's really what they are. So I figured I'd spend the next few episodes in a series rebutting some of these absurd GQP talking points that you'll hear them discuss. Uh, the first one on the list has to do with the quote-unquote big lie, and that is that conservatives believe that the 2020 election was stolen from them. So I figured I'd sit down and I'd take a look at some of the uh, federal elections and state elections that happened in 2020, and how those specifically disprove this lie that Democrats somehow rigged the election or stole the election from Trump or the Republicans. Um, so let's start off with the federal level of government and the federal elections that took place in 2020. Um, let's focus first on the Senate. So previous to the 2020 election... The Senate had a 52 to 48 breakdown in favor of Republicans. Now, currently, in the new Senate, it's a 50-50 split with the vice president being a Democrat, holding the, the breaking, uh, the break-even uh, uh, swing vote. So I guess in a way you could say it's 51-50, but in, in all reality, it's, it's 50-50. Um, and that's now technically in favor of the Democrats. So what you're seeing on the Senate level is a, a plus two favor to Democrats. And on note, I also want to mention too that uh, um, even though the new Senate started at the beginning of January, I think it was January 3rd was when the new Senate took office, um, despite that, for about uh, two weeks, the Senate was still controlled by Republicans. So from January 3rd to about January 18th, even though the new Senate was in place, or should have been in place, Republicans still held a 51 to 47 control of the Senate for an extra two weeks into this new Senate. So just kind of a, a heads up there that, you know, yes, sure, the, the, um, the Democrats gained a net two seats in our federal Senate. But even then, once the, the new Senate was seated, Republicans still held a majority for about two weeks. Now, onto the House, this is where you see the greatest difference. Um, the House, the previous House, prior to 2020 election, was Democrat-controlled, 
And at the end of that previous House, it was 233 Democrats, 195 Republicans, one Independent, and one Libertarian. Um, however, the last House, which began in uh, 2019, January of 2019, was 235 Democrats to 199 Republicans and one vacant seat. So, in the course of the last House, as part of the 116th Congress, when it began, Democrats had 235 seats. When the 116th Congress ended, at the basically at the end of December 2020, um... Democrats only had 233 seats. So they so in the course of the, in the in the last 2 years that that they uh, just gained control, they had already lost two seats. Now, let's fast forward to what happened after the 2020 election. Well, the current house is now 220 Democrats to 212 Republicans and one vacancy. That's a net gain of seats for Republicans by the tune of 13 extra seats. So in the House, Republicans gained 13 seats. And I'm basing this 13 number off of um, the start of the 116th Congress, which would be January of 2019, where the Democrats had 235 then, as I mentioned, the 116th Congress ended with Democrats having 233 seats, so they lost two in those two years. But then when the 116th Congress began in January of 2021, Republicans had 212 and Democrats only had 220. So that's where I get the net... Um, basically the net gain of, of 13 seats, which means that Democrats lost uh, 15 seats in the, uh, in the House, with one seat being vacant, and then um, I believe another seat went to like an independent or something like that. So in the end, when you look at the overall net gain in seats in the federal house the republicans gained 13 seats and in the senate democrats gained two so really if you think about it that's a net gain of um 11 seats in favor of the republicans on the federal level in congress even though the democrats picked up one of the houses of Congress. Likewise, as we all know, uh, the Democrats also picked up the presidency. And so in this regard, they picked up the trifecta. But it's a very, very weak trifecta. And by trifecta, I mean that the Democrats control the House, the Senate, and the presidency on the federal level. Um... Now, I also want to bring in the Supreme Court. Now, even though this is not a, an elected body, 
they are appointed by presidents and confirmed by the by the Congress. I do want to point out that at the start of 2017, when President Trump took office and the 115th Congress took office, it was a 4-4 split in the Supreme Court. It should have been a 5-4 in slight favor to the Democrats, but as we all know from history, the Republicans in the Senate um, blocked the Democratic nominee. So if the Republican senators had not been in dereliction of their duty to even hold a hearing about whether or not to appoint or approve the uh, um, Obama nominee, then it should have been a 5-4 in favor of Democrats. But now, as of 2021, we have a 6-3 Republican-favored Supreme Court. So in all reality, that's a shift of three Supreme Court seats. So let's add that into the uh, federal level uh, shifts over the last few years. And so we can see that, as I mentioned before, in the House, Republicans had a net gain of 13. Um, In the Senate, Democrats had a net gain of 2. And in the Supreme Court, the Republicans got a net gain of 3. And the... Democrats got a net gain of one in the presidency. So, if you think about it, um, Republicans gained the judiciary branch. Democrats gained the executive branch as well as the Senate. So really, if, if you think about it, when it comes to a net gain of branches of the federal government, Democrats only net gained one. So, um, so that's kind of where we're sitting at when it comes to the federal level. You can see that the Republicans did outperform in terms of number of seats gained as compared to the Repub- as compared to the Democrats. So, you know, on the federal level, this whole narrative that the Democrats stole the election or rigged the election or something like that, it's just it's not true. If if that were the case, then you would have seen net gains across the board. You would have seen more Democrats winning in the House. You would have seen more Democrats winning in the Senate. I mean, I I thought there was supposed to be a blue wave, but where is this blue wave? I don't see a blue wave, you know, especially since Republicans gained a net 13 in the House. Yeah, sure, they lost two in the Senate, but still a gain. You know, they they still overall gained. So this is just, you know, it's a farce to to think that. But let's go even further. Let's look at the state level. This is where the numbers get really interesting. On the state level, prior to the 2020 election, Republicans held a 26 to 24 advantage in the governorship. Following the 2020 election, Republicans gained one governorship. 
I believe it was Wyoming. Um, I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure it was Wyoming. So, after the 2020 election, Republicans now hold 27 seats compared to Democrats' 23 governor seats. So, once again, I don't see a, a blue wave there to where the Democrats rigged the election or, or uh, stole the election when a Repul- one, one extra Republican governorship is now added. Um, however, when you get to the state Senate chambers as well as the state House chambers, this is where you definitely see a huge hike in Republican gains. So, um, if you look at the overall uh, Senate net seats gained, Republicans gained 10 extra seats across all of the state Senates in the United States. An extra 10. In the House, if you count up all of the net gains in seats across all the houses, state houses, they gain 147 seats. 147. So, if you look at all the seats gained in state houses and senates, Republicans gain 157 seats. So, once again, where is this blue wave? Where is this um, this this conspiracy? You know, act that that Democrats stole the election. If Democrats stole the election, why did they lose 157 state seats, whether in the Senate or in the House? It doesn't make sense. Even when it comes to control of the the state chambers. If you look at all of the state chambers, whether House or Senate, prior to the 2020 election, Republicans held a 58 to 40 advantage. And by this I mean they control 58 of the state chambers, whereas Democrats only controlled 40 of the state chambers. After the 2020 election, Guess what? The Republicans gained two chambers. So now, after the 2020 election, Republicans control 60 state chambers, whereas Democrats only control 38. And I believe the two pickups for this were in the state of New Hampshire. And and so Republicans now control the New Hampshire Senate and House. And I think they even control the governorship too. I think that's one of the uh, state level trifectas that the uh, uh, Republicans picked up in the 2020 election, controlling the governorship, the House, and the Senate of New Hampshire. So now let's look at um, some more stats. On the state level, Republicans picked up 158 seats 
and a net gain of three branches of state government. One governorship, I think that's in Montana, and then as I mentioned before, one Senate and one House. So if you look at just net seats gained on the state level, Republicans gained 158. If you look at net branches of government gained or controlled on the state level, Republicans picked up three, a governorship, a House, and a state Senate. And as I mentioned before, Republicans gained two trifectas, one being um, the New Hampshire governorship, House, and Senate, and I believe the other one is in Montana, where they also gained the governorship and then um, previously controlled the House and the Senate. So once again, I fail to see how this is some sort of ploy by Democrats to rig the election and steal it away from Republicans when on the state level, Republicans have just been blasting Democrats out of the water. So let's look at some of the uh, some other stats here. So I kind of broke it down into uh, four categories. So following the 2020 election, in house, state houses that are that are Democrat majority, I wanted to sit down and kind of figure out the performance and how they did. So they were Democrat majority to begin with, before the 2020 election, and then after the 2020 election, they were still Democrat majority uh, houses, state houses, but I wanted to compare how many states lost seats compared to how many of these state houses were able to hold or make gains. So... Um, for state houses that maintain their Democrat majority in nine of these state houses they end up losing seats but still held the, the majority and in seven states they were able to net zero or gain seats so that's a performance of negative two and I also want people to be aware, too, that in two of these state houses that Democrats retained their majority but lost seats was in these quote-unquote Democrat strongholds like Illinois and California. So just keep that in mind. Democrats lost seats in their in in their state houses in two of their considered strongholds. Let's bounce over to state houses that maintain Republican majority. So there was 26 total 
state houses that were affected by the 2020 election that were that that the, the Republicans maintained their majority only 3 states lost Republican membership 23 gained or held their seat count so that's a performance of plus 20 if you think about it they underperformed in three states. They performed or overperformed in 23 states. Once again, where's that uh, Democrat uh, conspiracy of rigging the election when Republicans in state houses overall in a 20-point in a spread performed with a net zero gain or gained? You know, that's that doesn't seem like a a democratic plot to uh, to steal the election from Republicans. But let's move on. Let's let's move to uh, state Senate chambers. There were 15 state senates that were Democrat majority controlled before the 2020 election and maintained their um, Democrat majority control after the 2020 election. Here's where the Democrats actually did pretty good. They uh, only lost, they, they only underperformed in two of the states, but they net zeroed or overperformed in 13 of the states. So, in the Senate, I'd say their performance would be a plus 11. They outperformed or maintained or held their, their, their position and their seats in 13, but they underperformed and lost seats in two of, of their uh, uh, state uh, Senate chambers. So... Hey, you know, there you go. There, there's your your grand Democrat uh, conspiracy to uh, steal the election from Republicans. They they uh, overall outperformed in state senates, but then again, that is completely offset by the Republican performance um, in state. Senates. In Republican majority controlled Senate chambers, prior to the 2020 election, as compared to after the 2020 election, um, Republicans lost seats in seven of these state chambers but they outperformed or were able to hold their previous seat count in 19 of these state chambers so net performance for uh, the Republicans in state senate is a, a plus 12 in that regard so once again you can see um, Republicans outperforming in state senates. 
So overall, you've got a net outperformance of Republicans across the board. And basically what you're seeing on the state level is states getting redder, whether it's in state chambers or in state governorships. And on the federal level, you have a very slight Democrat um, branch control shift, even though you are overall seeing the overall number of seats becoming slightly redder, even on the federal level. So what I'm trying to say in this whole thing is that don't believe this big lie that Republicans and these Trump fanatics are are trying to push that the Democrats stole the election. They didn't. You know, there was a continued red shift on the state and federal level. The only um, success, the only advantage that the Democrats got out of this 2020 election was that they gained control of the executive branch on the federal level, the presidency, and they gained the absolute slightest majority in the United States Senate, that being a 50-50 with the vice president being the tiebreaker. But they lost seats in the House, which made their ability to, to pass bills even more restricted and they lost a whole bunch of seats as I mentioned in the Supreme Court as I mentioned going into 2017 it was a 4-4 evenly split between liberal and conservative Democrat and Republican if you will but now it's 6-3 in favor of Republicans it should have been 5-4 to four in favor of Democrats, but because Obama was not allowed to fill his seat that he rightfully was able to, we now see a three-seat shift between 2017 and here in 2021. So um, for anyone who thinks that the Democrats are stealing the election and they've got it all rigged, you're full of shit. Republicans overall have repeatedly outperformed massively as compared to Democrats. And even on the state level, there were some instances of uh, Democrats losing seats to libertarians or independents as well. So... You know, it's not just the Republicans that are cutting into some of the seats controlled by Democrats prior to the 2020 election. You also see independents and you also see libertarians cutting into those seats as well. So once again, you know, people need to really sit down and think and research and know the facts to counter these bullshit talking points that you see regurgitated from Republicans and their uh, um, crazy pundits on Fox News and Newsmax. You know, the, this, the 
you know, de- Democrats or liberals are not taking over. They're not, you know, restricting conservatives' voices when it comes to the ballot box. This 2020 election overall was a red wave with a blue splash up at the top. So, Republicans, get over this talking point. You sound like a bunch of conspiracy nuts with their heads up your own ass. It's time to do better. It's time to think better. So that's all I got for today. Um, Rebutting GQP rhetoric part one. And I'm sure I'll be able to uh, find a whole bunch of other talking points that they've been sharding out the last few weeks, last few months here last few years even, and uh, poke holes in that and and make them look like the conspiracy nuts that they have shown to be for for decades on hand. I'm your host, Jason, with The Detailing Mind. Thank you for tuning in yet again, and we'll see you the next time.